Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living at the Glass Fish Bowl. I'm Amanda Goodman. And I'm Tara Thomas, disrupting Amanda's morning. Uh, we were supposed to be together in studio, and I've opted to quarantine from my other office which is <laughs> and i'm so sorry i feel so bad but it is that is the one plus to technology is all is not lost because i can still join the session without being there in person which is which i'm starting to be conditioned to knowing that now that will be my future i mean leaving an office setting for the first time in 26 years it is going to feel so weird and you I have to mention that you posted a throwback picture on the, our Faith in Four Letter Words Facebook page, and it it never fails. And I and I mean, I know we are our worst critics, but isn't it sad how I can step back in time and and think about when that photo was taken, and I was not happy with my appearance and my weight, and yet if I could go back to that now, I would be ecstatic. So. Just a good reminder. <laughs> a good reminder. It's like that to meme that says, that like, "I wish I was." Yeah. When you think you look your worst, just give it five years, and you'll look a lot crappier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Am I right? Why I is that? You're Why so right. Why is that? Like, because here's the thing. Okay, we are doing a lot to stop the, you know, the the the, the march of aging and, and time, but. But of you course. can't, you know, whatever, it's it's futile because you can't resist it. But here's the thing that's so sad. Like, we are um, we are aging sometimes. I, I know this about myself, like, because of stress. That's why we're aging. I mean, Exhibit A is like President Obama. I mean, remember when he started in office, oh. he looked so youthful. And by the end, it was like he was beat up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stress and then the age. It's, you know, you and I had our joint birthday party. And we had the DJ bump in and my husband was just laughing at me last night. He's like, do you remember when you fell in the garage and then you try to play it off? <laughs> <laughs> you like, you were just getting down low. Yeah, I got down low. I fell because I couldn't get back oh up. Oh my gosh. Like my, it's like, so true. Just, and it's just, it's so it literally weird takes, how it's like, you don't yeah. think you look as old as the people you know who are the same age as you. And this is such a weird Facebook phenomenon that we all do like, my husband is uh, you know, a lot older than me and I will see people on Facebook that he's friends with. And I will think to myself, like, I would never be married to a grandpa like that. <laughs> and then it's like, well, my husband and I could be grandparents any day, pretty much. I mean, my stepdaughters aren't pregnant, but you know what I mean? It's like, that's the age we are. And then I look, and I'm having my 30th high school reunion this summer. And when I look at some of my classmates, it's like, oh my gosh, like you have been you have been hit hard with the aging stick. And then they're probably thinking that about me, but you never think that you look as old as your peers. <laughs> we no, lie to and ourselves. I remember saying to my, well, you know, the other day, normally I'm, I'm one of those people that was like, you know, I never really shared my age. I wasn't trying to deny it. I don't say that I'm younger than what I am, but I, you know, but I want to say this out loud. I am 44. And I like being 44. I thank God every day that he gives me another year to get older and wiser. I don't want to age. There's a big difference. <laughs> there right, is a right. big difference. But I remember I remember my husband said to me, and you know, because I'm six years older than him. And he said, you know, 
I, this woman came in and I was talking to her and she's your age, but she looked about 20 years older than you. He was like, you know, he's like, you don't look like you're that old. I'm like, you say that old one more time. It's a punch right to the throat. Like, don't you ever. But I want to talk to you about something. Um, I, we have to address this. So I text you. It was just yesterday. And I had gotten word that there was, you know, some all these Instagram different pages of some um, new, uh, news reporters, um, kind of low level anchors, you know, start just starting off anchors. And these were young women from across the country. And again, I'm not dogging any woman. So this is not don't like come at me saying I'm not empowering women. But these are I'm supposed to be journalists, but they refer to themselves as news personalities. So that's my one pet peeve. So they are posting these stories on Instagram, showing them in the anchor dresses. And you know which ones I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. the sleeveless. Mm -hmm. They'll be wearing it if it's like a blizzard outside. They're rocking sleeveless. I mean, they look amazing in it. Don't get me wrong. But they're showing themselves doing it looked like a perp walk. But it was like this news walk to the set. And they're not saying anything, but they have this music playing in the background. And um, I'm like, what in the hell? Like when you and I were in the game, we were running to the set often, either because we just got done (laughs) doing our hair and makeup because we were working in the newsroom. We were making calls. We were hitting deadlines until the very last second. Or we were spinning to to the desk because it was breaking news. And sometimes our hair and makeup wasn't ready the bottom line the difference between then and now is now it's all about them they make it about them exactly they want to like it's it just i i don't get it i can't i can't i mean were you laughing like or were you like i was like kind of laughing and then i got disgusted i the, the part that i think is sad is that is just the way that the culture especially where news tv news is concerned has shifted to where that's totally acceptable. I mean, when we were in the game, as you said, which I love that phrase, That's it sounds hilarious. Like we used to be like gangbangers and drug dealers, but now we're out of the game. You know, we're out of the game. <laughs> and so back when I we mean, were we could still, go toe-to-toe with those yeah, guys. <laughs> back when we were still slinging, <laughs> the, uh, the whole premise of making it about you that many ego-driven people, as we admittedly were, would be all about you. You would have been. You would have been shut down. I mean, you you don't get to make it about you back then because they still were making it about the content and not the personalities. And so, had we pulled one of those moves of like, look at us, look at us, and trying to shift our social media accounts to where we were the stars, you and I promptly would have been cut off at the knees by the you know brand of news director or GM oh. that was rolling through their revolving door at the time. I mean, they would have said like who do you think you are and you're not special and yada, yada. And so the thing that I still laugh about though, is that one of those people who I'm referring to, one of my former news directors, he claimed to be all about journalism and like content is king. And then he's the one who told me when clearly, as we've talked about, we did not have, we, we were not masters of hair and makeup. We didn't get in the business because of it. He told me that, you know, we can teach, performance and broadcasting and how to speak, but we can't teach looks slash hair and makeup. So it was like his whole point was, if you're hot in in society's stereotypical terms, hey, we'll take you, we can work with you because we'll figure the rest out. And I would argue it's quite the opposite. If you don't, if you can't speak in an articulate fashion, if you can't write yourself, you know, out of a box, which many of my coworkers over, over time, initially that wasn't the case, but over time, Horrible writers. I mean, horrible. And 
you just should not be in that business. And then the other thing that's sad is, and we always talk about this, and this is a phenomenon wherever you work. And I know all of you right now, when I say this, you will think of a person in your life where this applies. If somebody is hired and they go through all of the stress of like bringing them in and the interviews and the HR and the onboarding and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like all this time and effort and money has been put behind this person when they fail miserably, as you could have predicted, knowing that that person wasn't qualified, then you and others around that person will have to shoulder the inadequacies because God forbid the manager that hired the person or HR admits we made a mistake. No, you're right. going to have to do more to carry the weight. And I, and I always, the thing that I always hated about that is no, I'm not trying to be a hater and discourage people from applying but you better believe in the case of TV news, you could tell the minute you saw somebody's resume tape if they were going to float or sink. And I didn't want to have to carry the weight of the sinkers, but we both did for years. 100%. And that's why you and I get so vocal and so irritated when they hire based on looks because you can tell when you turn on the television. You can tell now before like who has talent and who is there for the wrong reasons because they are dumbing down women and saying oh she looks good we'll teach anybody to read anybody could read a prompter mm -hmm. well that's right you're a prompter reader then you're not a journalist right so a former colleague of mine he is um off in another state right now and he he wrote this his this wonderful post the other day because he was out in public and somebody came up to him and started criticizing his female colleagues based on their appearance so he was kind of defending the females and that was great. And, you know, I had responded to him. I'm like, oh, you mean, you know, uh, people are talking about the way a woman looks and that's all they're talking about? Ha, huh, shocker. It was very interesting. My former news director, and this is the one who he and I went toe to toe on many different things. He commented and I agreed with him because he he said, you know, he's like, come on, guys, knock it off. He said, the lines are so blurred now. He's like, look at some of these new young journalists, these reporters' Instagram pages. He's like, they're not, they're so confused whether they want to be an actual journalist or they want to be a model. Thank you. So, so he's right. But then I want to say, yo, you're the one who called me, said I look like a hippo. So, you know, where's the logic? <laughs> who's doing it? You know, like, who's doing it? Um, and I just I, literally just okay, got so like Philly right there, but. I mean, oh, the, you, you telling that story just reminded me, I just had a, had a flashback of something that is absolutely hilarious that happened to me. And, and I, I may, i the thing that's so blurred, speaking of blurred is our, my mind being approaching 50 is that I don't remember if I've told you this story. And if I did, I don't know, maybe I told it on a, a previous podcast because we've shared so much over the years, but I actually had a boss. This is the craziest thing. When the same guy who told me that, you know, we love we love a girl with pageant experience on her resume, none of which I had. Yeah. He he became by default the news director and I need to just qualify this. The guy, nice guy, but he was like an old school radio guy and so he didn't really have okay. the look for TV. So he was one of these people who was so grateful that he actually got to be on TV that by default, then he kind of felt like he was an authority just because, oh, they're actually crazy enough to let me be on TV. No, he was, <laughs> you know, it was almost like, oh my God, I can't believe I got this much power and influence. And now I'm the news director and bonus, I get to be on television because he used to be like the fill-in anchor. And so then he becomes my boss. So, so picture this, in this small wood paneled 1970s looking newsroom when he rose to the ranks through the ranks and became our news director 
this was the kind of person who had never probably been given leadership roles his whole life. Like he would have been the kid in PE who didn't get picked first or ever, you know, and I Mm -hmm. like the guy. And if he ever heard this podcast, I think that he would admit that a lot of this is true. So when he became our boss, it was like, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, I have control over these women that never would have gone out with me in high school or college or to prom or homecoming. Am I right? So that's kind of where I was in this whole mix. And I was the, you know, the female main co-female anchor. And so in my mind, it was like, whatever, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And there weren't a lot of changes that very night. Cause I used to have to go out and report between, we had 11 o'clock news on the West coast and I used to do the five. I hated the, Oh, I know. Oh my news, gosh. Like, thank God we oh, did it when we were young, first. you know, because I, I couldn't yeah. do it now because I can't stay up past nine 30. So I, <laughs> so I had, I was doing like five, six and 11. I mean, I was banging out a ton of content because on top of being a three newscast anchor, I was also a one man band reporter. So I would go out prior to the 11 o'clock news and come back and put together a package. I mean, I would shoot my own video, I'd edit, I'd write, it was crazy. And, and it made us you know, better journalists because of it, but it was a lot. So I had gone out to cover a story about something dealing with the US Postal Service. And this is back when it was big news if they raised the price of a stamp. I mean, back in the day when like, <laughs> you know, everybody still mailed things in the mail with a stamp. And so we were so driven by snail mail that it was a big deal when you raised the rate of a stamp. And I can remember I got out of the car and I grabbed my huge camera and my deck, you know, my three quarter deck back then. And and when we shifted to a different format, I mean, you were still carrying like 60 pounds of equipment and he was literally hiding behind one of the exterior mailboxes out in front of the U S postal service location where I was going he was hiding to check up on me. Is she really going to come out here and do this story? Well, yes, I am, because a ghost is not going to deliver the video when it runs at 11. And it was so demoralizing in that moment, because I realized, like, this guy is so, you know, trying to keep me under his thumb to such an extent that he is going to, like, give up, like, dinner break or time when he could be in his office doing God knows what to come out and follow me and literally stalk me and hide, like hide like a creep in the bushes. I was so taken aback that I didn't even know what to say. He like jumped out and I was just like, I mean, and it was like, and that was, you know what? That is one of a thousand moments when I thought to myself, like, Tara, you have zero control over a situation where this man is like, impacting your future in a business where you've given up everything to even be doing this. Like I'm living halfway across the country working for peanuts. And this man jumping out of the bushes is like deciding my fate. (laughs) Think about how crazy that is. It was like hidden camera. And so I just remember later, like thinking back about that, that was the young me. The old me would have checked him and said, you're nuts. And I'm going to tell HR that you're following people and doing things that don't make employees feel comfortable. But no, I couldn't say anything. Because what if then he decided, course, oh, no. I'm going to replace her? No, that's, that's, exa- that's, that's what's funny. Like, I totally get like, if we heard that today, like anybody in their right mind would be like, oh, my God, like, you yeah. know, I'm going to, you know, you can go eat a D dude right. because I'm not. But that's not how it was. I mean, you talk about hiding in bushes. I had my news director waiting in the parking lot for me 
because he heard my hair was one shade oh darker. Oh, my gosh. Blonde. So it wasn't white blonde. It was actually a, a softer blonde. My hair was like... Falling out. My hair was... It was falling, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. falling out. Literally falling out. And he was waiting in the parking lot. He sees my hair from across the parking lot. And because it wasn't glowing, it wasn't glowing <laughs> white, he storms over to my car, makes me get back in. He calls the the salon, and it was a very busy salon, and says, you're going to put her in right now. She needs to get her hair fixed. Would not let me go back on air until the shade was the shade that he wanted, because in his words, he owned my hair. Oh, my God. And so I was like, okay, sure, I'll go back. But then I felt horrible, because then I go back, and two other women who were supposed to get their hair done, they, like, booted them out. Oh, my God. So I'm like, can I please have their phone numbers? Because they're all they're feeling is, oh, you know, Amanda Goodman needs to get her hair done, so here she comes. And I'm like, I don't even care, man. I'll I'll rock a wig if you want to put one on me. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, I, mean, I know, and I I almost now like wish that I would have just done that. It would have been so much easier because it would have oh been my God, completely it, easier. Totally. I mean, it would have been a. So it's just there is this. I just I don't know. It's journalism is completely dead, and we've said it over mm-hmm. and over. But the fact that the, this behavior, I don't even know what it is. It's its not even behavior because they're not doing anything bad. But you are allowing these young females to dumb themselves down. Oh, yeah. And it's not – sure, cele- sure celebrate what, how you look. I, absolutely. I'm not saying that. But what content are you bringing to that desk? Because if you're putting that out there, you are literally giving that subliminal message. Hey, listen, if you want some hair, makeup, and clothing tips, you come to me. If you want to learn about my swag walk, come to me. But if you if you want to have any, like, answer me some questions about some substance, you better call the guy that sits next to me. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those men aren't posting that crap. They're not posting it. And so we're look at making ourselves, we're dumbing ourselves down. And when one female does it, it reflects on all of us. And I'm just going to call it out. Yeah. And, like, and it's on. too bad because they don't know the business any other way because they entered a business where, I mean, they were all, like you said, you know, this TikTok. Yeah. Kids. This isn't just about yeah. anything I'm going to deliver is just, I'm not the messenger. I'm, I'm the model well, entertainer. I mean, but okay. But Tara, it pisses me off. Like I, sorry to interrupt. Like it pisses me off. This is why, because you and I literally had to go through battles. True. And the females who came before us had to go through battles because we fought to be heard. We fought against the establishment when they were saying, wear your hair like this, do your makeup like this, lose the weight. We were covering ourselves up with baggy blazers so we would look like the guys because we wanted to be treated like the guys. And so here now we are wearing next to nothing, the tighter the dress, the better, and going backwards. We're going backwards. We wanted it to be about our brains our grit and our journalistic integrity, not what we look like. And now somehow this Jen is like flipping the script and I don't like it. Well, and that's the other part that's really almost frustrating is everybody in that newsroom that's older or has any experience, they would claim if they rose to the ranks and you know took on some type of managerial role where they had a say in deciding who gets hired they would claim that that's what they were trying to preserve. But then at the end of the day, we know that they're just going through tapes or in this case, digital clips and, you know, looking for the next Brooke Burke, if I'm recalling her name correctly, who started that E wild on show. I'll never forget when I talked to some girl that was new to the field and it was like, I want to be like Brooke Burke. Well, you're going to, you're going to have to starve yourself and get breast implants. That's number one. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, nothing. And if that's and, what you want to do, go you may ahead. have to have a lot of cosmetic surgery on your face so that you look fake. I mean, I just, I have to go back to wrap this up to something that's hilarious that occurred to me when you said that you went back to the salon and ousted clients from their chairs. There was a very strong personality I worked with. And he was drinking the Kool-Aid and, you know, his personal life was like, let me show up with my wife with matching J. Crew jackets because we are celebrities. I mean, they were oh, for they sakes. were embracing the big fish in a small pond life like you wouldn't believe. And and when that person came here, this was a very, um, you know, this was defeating in his career trajectory, because why would I want to be stuck in Waterloo, Iowa? So that, so I'm just going to be passing through because I'm going to get my next gig in a big market, which he did. He ended up getting and is still in a big market. I don't care for the person because I saw from day one, he was only about himself and, you know, could care less about the little people. And I remember, and I've probably told this story when, when he did get said job in the big market and he came back to visit the Cedar Valley he had made the comment like, oh, I'm so happy to be gone from here because now I don't have to be fake and say hi to all these people I can't stand. And then I just said to him when he was lamenting how wonderful things are about his new job, I just said, well, what's different? <laughs> and he just went, oh, please. <laughs> he wouldn't even qualify. Uh -huh. He wouldn't even dignify it with a response because it's like, oh, please, you're, you don't even know. You know you're just getting the crumbs because I'm, I'm where it counts. I'm in a big market. But I was serious like because you know what? We know this. More money, more problems. You go to a bigger market, you go to a bigger job, you move mm -hmm. up the ranks in management. Like, sure, you you might be able to drive a nicer car, but you have a lot more headaches. I mean, I know this. I've lived this. So I just thought he was so pompous. And I will never forget, and this is secondhand, but I had heard that during his time here, when his wife went into the same salon where we had our trade with, she insisted on getting a private chair where others couldn't see her because she was the oh, get wife out of, here. of this local celebrity. <laughs> and I just, I almost like choked on my tongue. Get I was out. laughing so hard because get over yourself, you know, and that is sadly, and we know this, we've lived this, that is the mentality of a lot of people in the business. And over time, I mean, let's be honest, like when you are living around people like that, it does influence you to where when we stepped out of television news, I mean, thank God for our husbands because they will confirm to us when Check we walk us. through the door, like, no, you're not as special as you think you are. <laughs> you're not. Like, so I, mean, my, but, you know, I have been caught this. up in the hype. I have to tell us before we go, because it's so true. When you and I go out in public where we're normally wearing a hat, and it's because to cover the fact that we have no makeup on. That's why I love the mask life, because I really don't have to do anything to myself. You know, you're lucky if I have a bra on underneath, you know, my oversized sweatshirt and sweatpants. Whereas, <laughs> like, I'll go in public like that with no problem. I'll go to track meets like that, no problem. Because that is, that's just me. That's, I'm not going to change who I am, regardless if people right, right. know me in a community or not. Where there is my husband, who if he is in his pajamas or his loungewear, right? Like, so joggers and a t-shirt. To take the trash out, Tara, he goes back to the bedroom, puts on jeans, like will make sure his hair is gelled back and has like a golf shirt on because that's how he was raised. The man doesn't go anywhere. He will. He has never gone in public in joggers or anything less than like dressed up. And I'm like, 
who are you and why did we get married? Because this is, you, we are opposite. Oh my gosh, it's so funny you say that because you're right. Like I've, ne- no, you're right. Now that I think about it, I've never seen Hector when he wasn't wearing like a collared shirt and like khaki shorts yeah. or slacks. I mean, now that you say like, that, I punch and that him is so funny. Because he was like, he, because he says to me, he's like, it's so low class to go out in public like that. And I'm like, you mean like how I go out? I mean, you should see us when we fly somewhere. And he's like, has a sport coat on and some nice shoes. And I'm like, no makeup, no bra. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. You you have yeah. to Americanize him in that way because now we are all slobs. I mean, back in the day, and I will end on this note, those of you who recall Bishop's Buffet, which turned out to be just like, which I loved, this like cheap rundown buffet where you could get French silk pie. Back in the day when I was growing up in Peoria, Illinois, Bishop's Buffet was a place where you would dress up to go out and they had velvet curtains and and statues that were lit <laughs> along the walls. And it was a very formal undertaking. And by the time Bishop's Buffet, right before it closed, it was SpongeBob, square pants, lounge pants, and a stained t-shirt. That's how oh, we've God, changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> And all hail yoga pants. All hail yoga pants. (laughs) Have a great day. (laughs) 